All right, everyone. Welcome back to Kings of Media, the Dungeon Peanuts section of it. Um, today, we're doing a audio-only section uh, to do a little bit of a recap for the Aventera campaign. Because um, it's been a while since we've been in that one. So we wanted to catch you guys all up with some, I guess you could call it spark notes, of what has happened in the last 10 sessions. Which is really crazy that it's been 10 sessions. One of them was a session zero that was not recorded. So that is also why we're doing this recap. So you guys can know what happened behind the scenes. Um, and give you a little bit of refresh before the next episode. Yeah, pretty much starting off with session zero. Uh, we kind of hand to me and Kyuski. Because he's the one that found me dead. Uh, in my destroyed village. And that's how we kind of teamed up and set off together. And then... Not quite sure how it happened, but Duger fell along with us, and uh, we just went and started traveling together until one time, uh, one day, I guess is a better way of saying it, is we, I was in the city, this little village market, and a, a knight on a horse rode up to me and handed me a letter. Uh, at the time, I didn't know what it was, but it was kind of like uh, mentioning to where we needed to head in next, and I took... Uh, Duger and QSD were looking to go find out. Yeah, a bit of like a, a cryptic message that had instructions of finding a weapon and finding someone that could give them travel, where we pan and turn over to Flynn, who was in the market of Dragonhorn, just shopping when he got a letter to look out for these three individuals um, and to give them passage into the Dragon Seat to help them find what they were looking for. Um, and so that's how they kind of met up together. Um, Flynn was on the lookout, found a giant man in clad armor, and was like, that probably is the guy, so we're gonna follow him. And then Duger got himself into trouble by stealing some mithril from the local scrapyard. So he went to jail. Flynn didn't want to have any of that, so he kind of avoided the whole situation. I think everyone avoided that. Yeah, it was kind of funny how he just somehow <laughs> stumbled upon but just a, sh a flying shipwreck and just stole it and then somehow got away. And then it's ironic because our, our main lawful character, Curious TV, turned him in after he <laughs> what exactly happened, which sucked or was hilarious more than anything. And then, and then while Duger was in jail, <laughs> yeah, Duger was in jail. <laughs> Flynn was like, huh, let's um go talk with Mr. B, now Mr. Jin. Which actually Burning Whisper talked to no. first. Well, yeah, while this was all happening, I was like, you know what? I want to go find a cool sword, dude. And so I went and tried to scan the local sword shops, but found information about Mr. Jin. Uh, That's not Mr. Jin, it's just Jin, but we like to call him Mr. Jin. I call him Mr. Jin. The whole table <laughs> calls him Mr. Jin now. We do now, but he was just called Jin. And I showed up to this bar being told that's where he likes to hang out and I just started drinking and this guy right next to me was just fully drunk already and wanted gin of all things so I was just like yeah who are you his name's Jin and I was like oh well this is the guy let me buy this man some alcohol <laughs> so he drank <laughs> and then we got kicked out and broke actually I never paid for him so awesome <laughs> yeah he drank it away and then I talked with Hugh Skeevy during that whole thing, trying to figure out what the deal was. Um, I was like, okay, cool, yeah, let me go 
find some details out. So I went and found Mr. Gin afterward, who was flat out drunk. Passed out in an alleyway or something. Yeah. Finn stole a coin from him. I searched his body and I found a bronze ring with a dragon wing on it. Mm. So I took that. I'm like, okay. Um, well, I didn't kill him because he had like black blood and black popping out veins and it was really scary. Yeah, that was kind of just happened when he started touching him. Well, that's a word here. But he yeah. started touching him. <laughs> and then he Not started that. seizing out. I'm like, what is this? Protruding into his skin and in his eyes and started screaming prophecy. Yeah. And then that was just the end of session one. Or yeah. session zero. And then we go into session one where we kind of pick up right there. Um, and I go trying to talk to the guards. I'm like, hey, he's died. You can help us. But the guards are like, go home, you're drunk. Like, I don't drink anything. So I have a really bad time with officers. Cops hate them. They, they do. They don't believe a word I say. Either the campaign's racist or David. <laughs> no, no, he's not. not, he's, not, he's, not. Sorry. he's not. He's not. <laughs> but he, I just had really bad rules with it, and so yes, they couldn't help me. Unlucky. So I went back to Yuskibi, and uh, Burning Whisper to try to figure out what's going on. All that was happening. Well, Duger, he 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 changed his appearance. I think he had a disguise kit or something. Yeah, and literally the cop fell for it. He's like, what the heck are you doing? I'm not supposed to be here. And he was acting like a character. He's like, I'm not supposed to be here. You're all in prison. And he got, he got out of jail. He got out of jail, compensated. Yeah. And then he made his way back to us. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first natural 20 for that session. Uh, and so it was just like, you get away scot-free. I'm like, no, yeah, because he rolled a natural 20. And I rolled a natural 1 on my side. Yep, yep. So it was just the flip of everything. But we, we all get out of there. Uh, I lead everyone to Mr. Gin, and it turns out that his body is like radiating this weird anti-magic. And black goon. Yeah, because we tried taking him to a cleric, and the cleric tries touching and healing him. And then he well, starts no, I think we just brought a cleric. I swear we dragged him up somewhere. No, we didn't, because he died on the spot. That's right. We uh, yeah, so Eli, or... Flynn. Flynn, sorry. Uh, went and touched him again, trying to wake him up or something like that. And then he started seizing even harder. And then Eli started seizing, seizing, not seizing. Seasoning. <laughs> he started seizing too. And then Stevie touched him and started seizing while trying to help Flynn. And then Dewey's touched too, trying to seize. <laughs> so he started seizing. And then I'm just looking at this. I'm like, I have a better idea. And I walk up to him. <laughs> kick him. Mr. Jin. And I, 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 did I kick him or did I just, I just like, I think you touched him or picked him up or something. You did something. Or did I just touch him with my sword? Because it was like magic related and my sword didn't have magic. No, because you didn't have the sword yet. That's right. Never mind. So my you bad. Just, <laughs> you just kicked him. I don't think I kicked him. No, you, did, did you, like, you picked him up or something. And yes, I just picked him up. I kind of like cradled him. Like, okay, and so we all stopped seizing. We're like, okay, get that away from us because we all are magic. We don't like that. They didn't, they didn't realize it at the time, but whatever the black goo was uh, affected magic buildings. And I'm the only one that doesn't have magic. And so I was able to touch him. Yeah. Have any negative effects. It's crazy time. And then he died. Yeah, he died. And then he like shriveled and disappeared. Yeah, his body decayed yeah. and stuff. It was really sad. It was like one of those like, what the frick just happened? It was very, I feel like <laughs> there was some trauma there for Flynn, honestly. Some... 
from Mr. Gin just dying and then seizing and then him seizing and then his body just decaying in this weird prophecy. Like, I, there was just a lot that happened right there. Okay. And then we kept going. Yeah. We kind of ignored we kind of ignore all the, we, we kind of ignore all these emotions and mental issues build up throughout this entire time. And then we go, we start, we find a ship. Yeah, we found a ship finally. It's in session two, actually. No, we're still in session one. We we crew. We figured out that the letter that said to come find me also had a map and like a prophecy kind of thing of where the sword is. Yep. Which was at the heart of the dragon's. Yeah, which is really hard to sail into. So we found a captain. Yeah, no one. No one wanted to sail with us because it was a suicide mission, pretty much. Yeah. And then Captain Silk was like this. Like, it's Air Genasi captain, very much. She she would have a very lighthearted like mentality as well. And yeah, super super upbeat, and we definitely knew her. Her crewmates were definitely going to betray everyone else at some point. Had my eye on them from the beginning. Did not trust them. Complete opposites of the captain as well. Yeah, and as we were sailing, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I hear some, there's some gambling on, <laughs> down <Yes>. down below, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go make it a little extra cool. <laughs> oh my gosh! So he goes down into like below deck and plays some drinking games, some gambling with, games with their with their softest, most scariest looking crewmen. Unfazed, by the way, I just start hammering, and he won one thirty gold, baby. Remember that drinking pays off. But he also woke up with the worst hanger hangover ever because he was like halfway blind. I was half blind. And then we got attacked. Yeah, they attacked us. Because we were showing up to the island in like an hour or something like that, I guess. Yeah, like, oh, we're almost here. It's like, how did you find the way here? It's like, oh, this beautiful mountain light with fire. And yeah. taking it. Yeah, we, uh, before I started drinking, I think, I was in the reactor room. And he wanted to use the power from that to Supercharged, and we figured out that flame or heat showed that we hit an ink on my head. No, I got this. Getting a real more accurate map of where the sword was. And anyways, we're back to fighting. <laughs> yeah, I started fighting. I started blasting. The fight went kind of well, and then Burning Whisper started to die. Well, what, what happened is that I was surrounded <laughs> by four enemies, while everyone else was like two v one in the enemies. One. I was surrounded. And I get down to like 5, 8, 10, 10 HP or something. I'm like, guys, I have an idea. I look at them all. I'm like, David, how far away? <laughs> I'm going to crash the boat. He's like, what? And so I do a, I jump over the barrels and do a front flip over the handrail. Get stabbed for 9 HP. So I have 1 HP at this little, the, the steering. I was like, I crashed the boat. And I go, crashes the ship. Scares all of us. Luckily, the main cast and crew survive, but the other pirates get thrown overboard. And then I throw a lightning ball into the water and shock them. Yes, it was quite intense. Oh, and then also we fought someone in... No, yeah, because the ship exploded. Because we crashed it, but then the reactor blew up. Yeah, they killed Yeah, everyone else died. Yeah, there's Duger and Yuskibi were in the reactor with the big dude. That's when the guy blew it up. And the guy blew it up and everyone else got up and down. And then, luckily, <laughs> the heart of the Dragon Sea was only like, I don't know, 
50 feet above the water. Yeah. So we climbed up some vines to get up on top. So we escaped. Self survived. Yeah, we, she was knocked out. We took her with us because she was the only person to do Yeah. So we took her with us. We made it onto the island of the Dragon Sea. Uh, island of the Dragon Sea. The, the heart of the heart. Uh, we found the place and we only had like a few hours to figure out where we stuck forever. Yeah, we had this whole time we had a 24 hour time limit and it was 24. And yeah, it, it took us 22 hours or 20 hours to sail there in the first place. So we didn't have a lot of so time. So we had four hours to find this sword and get off before it stands up stranded there for like another like thousand years. Yeah. So we get on the island. We go through like a waterfall and go into like a dungeon. Then we have to fight some beetles and scarabs. And they also have to figure out some puzzles. There was one puzzle where like there were pictures. I remember that one. Yeah. We figure out what the pictures meant. And then there was a mechanical puzzle that almost killed us as well. It wasn't a puzzle, it was a monster. Yeah, but it was like we had to get in there, take an item and get out. But every time we tried, the thing would just attack us really fast. Well the same thing with both the, the, the golden beetles. True. And, and the first one I was just like, no, screw it. <laughs> just run in there <laughs> and run out with the thing while everyone else is being consumed by these beetles. They're so awesome. And then Duger and Duke were ripping themselves on fire. Yeah. Because they were all up in their armor and stuff. Yeah. It was like, all right, I'll just light myself on fire. And then when we got to the mechanical snake room, uh, Duger had the awesome idea of riding on, on the underbelly of Golpi and using Golti as the main kind of focus for the snake. And as it ran around in a circle, he would jump off, grab the thing, and run back chuck in. it back, because whoever was touching it, the snake would gain like priority up. So he'd chuck it back and I would catch it and we just got out and Golti would do this and ran out. It was freaking sweet. Yeah. That was some good times. <laughs> then we put all the little puzzle pieces into the giant door. And then we found a giant hollow dragon. Like, oh, cool. We have like low HP, no spells, so we're gonna have to fight this dragon. Um, cool. So the dragon is like, hey, so you want my sword here? Um, let me just make you relive your trauma. So it makes us go, yeah. So actually, what happened is if you touched any of the gold or something, the dragon reanimated from a pile of gold and bones into like a giant brass dragon. And either I was sneaking up trying to like, I forgot what I was trying to You were trying to like pull an Aladdin and take the sword out. Yes, I was trying to pull an Aladdin and a boo in the back with the rug. <laughs> it was Duger though. It was Duger, which was a boo, <laughs> grabbing and chewing on emeralds, dude. You grabbed something that you thought was super fresh. It was mythical. Yeah, we were lost in And then at that moment, yeah, the dragon woke up and it's like, so let me see if you're worthy of the sword. And you started testing your character. Yeah, he made us go through like different tests to see if we could save people. Yes, or, that's right. Because we're the first one where we could see if we could save some poor lady or continue in the race. And Duger saved yeah. her. But everyone else was focused on the oh, race. Oh, we ran off. We were going. Um, well, I, saw, <laughs> I saw what was Gabriel in there. Like, oh, nah, I'm not good. Because he's my arch nemesis. Yes. And then what was the second puzzle? We were all on this giant one single thing platform. Something started fighting us again. Yeah, it was like a fight together or something. And then we all, it was a matter of like, if you would like heal your teammates kind of. Yeah, if you would help them out. Yeah. And then there was another one where we thought, no, because before that, we saw our backstories. 
where we each kind of learned uh, at once um, how they came about. We learned about yeah. Burning Whisper, mostly the last one. Mostly Burning Whisper and how he's the only survivor from the town Burning Whisper. And then, did we learn a little bit about you? Yeah, there's, um, Flynn is the only survivor from his pirate crew. Yeah. Um, so we learned that bit about him. Even, I don't remember a lot of anything from Huber. Huber, Huber, like, I remember from hearing it. Is that, yeah, Huber was um, living in like the Under Mountains with the Yorgard Wars. Yeah. And he escaped. And uh, Hugh Skinny is still a mystery. He was trying yeah. to figure out what his name was. We still don't know much about him, even though he traveled around with him for a few months. Just mean yeah. a few months. Just mean a few. And, well, after the, I kind of learned the backstories and went through those trials. They're like, okay, here's your sword. And I got the sword because I don't have any magic in me. And the sword is anti-magic. Kind of a, a little Asta sword. I forgot the enemy for some reason, but I remember. Yeah, the Black Loper. Black Loper. That's a little bit of anti-magic sword. He got that. And so the dragon's like, here, go away. And sends us to the island where my girlfriend Beyonce, we're still determining the terms here. Um, is so like oh cool. bad relationship, <laughs> relationship, right? Um, so we get to the island. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go find her. This, this is really where they made it here. But the island was under attack by Gabriel and the monsters from Burning Whispers first counterattack. Yes, and the whole time it was kind of testing us to kind of like give in to the anger and the power and just go. Full rage mode. Full rage mode. At first, the whole, well, constantly, Flynn didn't just didn't give in, and he just un, uh, unco- and, and uh, unalived Gabriel in an unclimactic. Yeah, way. it was like I stabbed him. All right, he's dead now. I'm like, oh, and then wait a minute, this isn't real. I tried to do the same thing with my bad guy, but then he just wouldn't let me. <laughs> he was too strong. He wasn't too strong. David just wouldn't let me. Okay. <laughs> And then he's like, you know what? I'm gonna force you. Like, this is what David would be. I'm gonna force you to do this. I'm like, fine. I'll just give in. And I activated some sort of special power from the sword. And sword went nuclear. Activated a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone tried to murder me. And they were successful in knocking me out. Yeah. And then it didn't go out. And then the dragon's like, this is what happens if you give in to the anger. Oh, we also saw prophecy afterwards, too. Yeah. It was like the dragon said, oh, you were destined to meet each other, or like some prophecy of us fighting something big later down the line. A little stereotypical, but So we saw that, and then Dragon's like, all right, you're good. No more tests. You're free to go. And we found the Scarlet Tempest on the way out. Our, my old ship. Your ship that you wanted to use for character development? Yeah, my ship is back, so Flint seems to be happy. It's awesome. I know, it's completely empty, but ship is a ship to get off the way. That is true. So we got off and we made our way to Silk's hometown. So that was, that was pretty nice, a whole, a whole lot. Uh, we made it to Silk's hometown where we all decided to take a little bit of rest and just to get some food. Uh, sorry. We also figured out that Silk was actually um, Captain Zephyr's sister. So that just changed a whole lot for Flynn. And he's like, oh crap, you're related to Captain Zephyr, who I saw as a father figure. So in his head, he's like, you are not my sister. Because 
not quite an ant. I rolled two d10s and there's a thing right now because it's a success. <laughs> Don't explain it. We, if you know, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, as soon as we get back and we meet a tavern that Sylph was kind of like adopted into, uh, she gets framed and the people in the town, someone killed the mayor and framed Sylph with one of the blades of weapon and the cops came and tried to arrest her. And Flynn was stupid and I did. Okay. <laughs> Not even the pets, but he was just stupid. Where he's like, oh my gosh, she's in trouble. It's a family member that I just gained. I can't lose them. So he freezes the cops, runs away. He like, he hid in the bush. And everyone else is like, oh my gosh, what the heck is going on here? And so they were trying to get Silk, and Silk was upstairs. And so all the guards went upstairs to Silk. Uh, Q isn't doing anything because he's a man of the wall. Like, yeah, so <laughs> Duger, I forgot what Duger did. I think he tried blocking the back entrance. Connections. You're gonna take my uh, my monkey friend with you, so I can keep an eye on you. And then we're gonna go here. And so Flynn, still not smart, tries to go with the rest of the crew to the guard station and tries to disguise himself. He's like, "Oh crap, they'll recognize me because I attacked the guards." So he tries to make himself look like a homeless person, fails the performance check, and they realize that it's Flynn. Extremely bad. Initiative starts, and Flynn's like, you know what? It's not worth it. I turned myself in. <laughs> Everyone at the table was surprised. Oh, oh, we were extremely surprised. Like, what? What are you doing? I'm like, I turned myself in. I don't want to fight the law. So I go to jail. And then they took all this stuff and put him in prison. <laughs> Mind you, that Flynn has the brass ring which we later found out, well, earlier in, we were using to track the ambassador. Oh, or no, no, just something. We're tracking something. That was connected to the brass wing ring. And uh, you had some, I think, just your spells. Yeah, just my spells. So a lot of my stuff was very, gone. Very supportive and things like that. So and, all that was gone. And Jeffrey, the, the guardsman at the time, uh, he's like... I forgot what happened. Did you just convince him to that his job sucked and to break you out of prison? Yeah, I was just like, look, a lot of people are gonna be in danger and gonna be hurt if you don't let me out of here, so please. And then we figured out that the, this lady, Venora, was kind of in charge of it. So she came and attacked the tavern or, comf or um, came to talk and shot Burning Whisper. Was that in that episode? Yeah, it was not episode four, but it was in, oh, we missed quite a few details. In episode four, actually. Yeah, you're jumping ahead of yourself. Well, you were. You went down. No, 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 no. No, no what happened is at the tavern, Sylph's tavern, and we walk outside because Sylph, uh, not Sylph, Nora, this uh, pro assassin, uh, wants to talk to Q because she's intimidated by him with his pure massive size and strength. Don't forget that. And I walk out there as well to assist, and everyone's just trash talking me. She takes off. I'm like, why are you letting her run away, Q? I was like, that's it. And I just dash after her. Everyone else was like, should we follow? They sat there for like a few minutes, like, should we follow him? And then they followed him a little bit afterwards. But he was chasing down Venora like none other. I was literally jumping on buildings, freaking Assassin's Creed style. <laughs> she drops one story below me. I jump over, and <laughs> midair, it's... <laughs> 
shoots him straight in the chest. Straight in the chest with a poisoned arrow. Sneak attack as well with the most poisonous poison you can take, which was like 12d6. Doing a lot of damage. 12d6 with sneak attack. So Burning Whisper died right there. I did die actually. But by the grace of God, he was brought back to life. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens there, of if there's gonna be a repayment of any kind or something. Yeah, David was like, oh shoot, I forgot. Sneak attack. Oh shoot, I forgot. <laughs> that's 66. My bad. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Wait, that's 26. And it's double because <laughs> it's a nat 20. I was like, what the freak? <laughs> <laughs> and Burning Whisper was level 3. I was level 3. And, anyways, David was like, okay, Q, go save Burning Whisper. And so he saved David. him, healed him. And he now has trauma from dying. Yeah, I have mental sticks. We were like, let's go find some more information. And I wanted anti-poison potions. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time he's like, I want anti-poison. I want anti-poison. I'm never dang again is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> so we go into like the black market, the underground. Because Q Skeevy got a well, job at the... Um... Well, first off, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Q, I was gonna say Brian Whisper. Kioskivi got a job at the um, blacksmith, blacksmith as a to, part-time blacksmith. Yeah, to help make some weapons, to make some money, because none of us really have a job. And we re- learned, he learned then, like, man, I could just make my own armor, make make my own so stuff. much money. So he started doing that, but he also figured out that the place where he's working at has a shipment of some violet extract coming in, which is code name for the purple worm poison. Purple. That's what it was called. That was the stuff I got. I didn't even get hit with that stuff. I got hit with uh, the green... Wavering blood. Wavering blood. Or something like that. Wavering extractors. Yeah. And, yeah, it was 66 instead of 12d6 with this (laughs) purple worm (laughs) 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 poison venom. (laughs) But we learned... Or actually, what happened? No. Yes. We go back there. The place was like a bloody mess. Oh no, it was empty. And so we go into like the underground because there was an entrance no, for the black market. No, we, there different. was a different entrance. And that uh, Jeffrey. That's right. Jeffrey, Jeffrey is following us around now. Jeffrey, our favorite guard. Quit his job and became a criminal with us. Yeah, we love Jeffrey. <laughs> and then he's like, I know where to go. And so we follow him to the underdark or the, the black market. Black market. And then there's like, what are they? Like shark? What were the creatures? Boulettes. They were Boulettes. land sharks. Land sharks that tunneled around. We fought a couple and got to the, tank, the black market. Mind you, Flynn didn't have his sword or his dagger or his spell book. Yeah. So he was at a very low point. <laughs> so the whole time I was just Doing not nothing. casting any spells. But Burning Whisper was also on the same hand. Then. Yes. So right when we got attacked by these boulettes, uh, Jeffrey flipped sides and... It was actually Venora the entire time. No, that was later down the line. Was, no, no. No, because there were like three different attacks on the bullets. Okay. No. Yes. Because Jeffrey right. got a nat 20 on killing one of them. That's right. The first attack, attack, I was just like terrified because I just almost died. And I was like reflecting like, do I really want to keep going? Am I going to just die for this or something? So Flynn and Burning Whisper cower in the corner. We were cowering in that fight. <laughs> and- that fight because we ro- we rolled bad in stealth and uh, that's when Jeffrey turned and stabbed me in the back. <laughs> Not there yet either. No, what? It was later down the line. No. So there were the first time we failed our stealth check and got attacked a second time. 
Then we made it into the black market. Jeffrey the whole time was like, I want to buy new eras. I want to buy this. No way. So it was way later down the line. That's right. Yeah. So we got into the black market. You tried finding anti-poison stuff. And then everyone talks with some dude about like what Venora's plan is or yeah, something. Yeah, which we discovered was to kill the, the, the ambassador that was coming in town after they killed the mayor. So we figured out that... Oh, not yet, actually. Yeah, no, we didn't figure out anything. We just knew that she wanted to kill That's the ambassador. About That's about it. And then we got out of there. Is that what? And then... Yeah. We got like cornered by bullets, but also some thugs. Yes. Well, we ran into the Venora on the way out. Yes, it was an illusion. That's right. That's what I'm getting mixed up. Yeah. Nora, as an illusion, showed up. Showed and up. Like, oh, hi! I have the poison now. Yeah, which was weird because can illusion speak? No, I don't think she. She didn't speak. She did. I read. It went back and watched oh, you it. Watched it. Yeah, she didn't speak, but she just pointed, and they were like, "Oh, she points to her." crossbow I swear she says which is coated with the purple poison yeah we saw the purple poison now and then <laughs> and then the part that we were really excited about jeffrey betrays us oh i was so sad i was like wait why did jeffrey stab me and i look at jeffrey in despair and it's just venora, it's venora. i was like oh, i'm killing you right now <laughs> that invoked rage for both of us and we went past our hurdles we were about to like Take her down and do something. Then she got away. She got and then away. there was a thing of thugs and uh, bullets that so attacked to that saved cave down the tunnel. I'm like, all of you leave, or this tunnel is coming down. Yes. So we got out of there, and then we found the black uh, smith shop in blood. Yeah, it was a literally a bloody mess. And that's the guy I talked to about swords and flexed my black sword on. <laughs> yeah. And then figured out that he was a black market salesman. And his black market little thing he had was his little market, his little underground cellar for black market materials was raided. Yeah. And the violet extract was gone and everyone was dead. And then we figured out that there were, because that's where we came out of. Yeah, we came out we of came, there. That's the, the exit we, of Yeah, and of there the were black guards in there. And too. then guards showed up at the same time and we're like, listen, we'll help you. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> We also found out from the black market dude that the lady mayor is somehow a part of the assassination plan. Yeah, she couldn't be trusted. Yes. And that, oh, there was another thing that there was a guard there that was searching for me. It was a. We were there, and Q was like, "All right, here's all the criminals." Even though he's like practically a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> he's an awful criminal, I guess. <laughs> and he, uh, the captain of the guards came up. He's like. Don't worry, here's all your stuff back, Flynn, and I like you, Q, and we're actually... Uh, we're, we're the good guys here. We actually know about this whole plot, because there's a lot of two-faced guards around here that listen either to me or to the mayor, and then we're like, okay. That's right, and then, yeah, because we went to yeah. the other guard station. Yeah, we went to another guard and we station. we stopped to... them, tied them up, and went down another Oh, what well, actually, well, actually, before that, that's when we got a letter or something about the little girl Sil's little sister yeah got kidnapped and it's like if you want her to live i forgot exactly what happened. So if you want her to live go just so back so. just back off yeah like so back off so we tracked it down to the guards yes interrogated the guards we found a blood trail to this uh guard station and down into this underground uh like bunker what is it called a latch a hatch yeah like a hatch we saw blood go into this hatch and then we questioned the guards and then they tried to fight us and 
that's where me and Q like threatened for their lives, which is kind of weird because Q does. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of Q was going through like puberty into, <laughs> through these last few sessions. Was, this character was changing, developing it's in like, different I don't ways. Know what I'm doing. It, it was awesome, and then so we took him for hostage, went downstairs, and and I forgot something happened down there, and we oh nothing happened. Nothing happened. Down nothing there. happened down there, but we walked through, come out to this next guard post, the and manor. What was it? The manor? No, it was just another guard post that uh, we got up there and we tied them all up as well, and figured out oh they're at the manor or something like that, and so we're like, well, we're going to meet the mayor now, the new mayor. Yeah, and so Kioskiwi and Burning Whisper go into the manor. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because yes. me and Duber stayed That's outside. Right. That's right. And then we went in later. You guys went in to go yeah, talk to the mayor. And then me and Duger pretended to be wine uh, connoisseurs. No, Duger had a, a fun idea before that. Yeah, we used um his little magic box to yes. try to detect stuff. Well, he also like shot Flint, uh, Finn up to one of the windows once me and Q got inside and we were talking to the secretary trying to talk to the mayor. Or, yeah, the new mayor. And then we're like, okay, and just kind of ignored the monkey. <laughs> and, then, like, <laughs> and then me and Q were about to go, we were waiting for a while, and then I acted all faint because it was too hot or something. I was like, I need some more coal in the cellars or something because uh, I think Finn just told me. He's like, hey, they're in the cellars. In the cellars, because oh. that's where they found some uh, small cries of the little girl. Yeah. And then that's when we were like, okay, we also got to try to help. So Flynn decided to be very pompous and go in as a wine connoisseur. <laughs> yes. And Duger helped him. And so they walk in. He's like, we're here to put in the new wine yeah, collection. You're like, you're like we're, fr- we're friends of the king. And then we must taste the wine and take all the wine that I brought. And put it in the cellar. But I must know that it's a good place to put my wine in the cellar. And like, the mayor's dead. I'm like, ah! How could he be dead? Why didn't he tell me that he was dead? <laughs> How rude of him. <laughs> it was, but it worked. It was so awesome. <laughs> so we got in, got into the wine cellar. We were on totally opposite sides. Opposite sides of the wine cellar. Different sections of the wine cellars. And so they locked him away. We, there was also, uh, the guard station was stuck next to the wine cellars. Yeah. And Eli found uh, uh, like a little secret storage for all these expensive things. And I forgot how I learned about that. I think I think I had Finn communi- use as communication. Yes, yes, it was Finn somehow. And so, once I got into that cellar with Q, he was waiting there with me, and I found this vent that went straight into that expensive room somehow. And I got in there, went back, told Q about it, went back into the expensive room, and then I tried to break out the girl because the girl was there. Yeah, she was there, and there's this room where there were certain tiles that you couldn't push on. And I was too terrified of the bookshelf walls to climb across. Yes, because every time you touched them, (laughs) there was just fear. I failed my constant or my wisdom save for it. I was like, no, this would have been so easy. And then it took me a couple minutes, and I figured out the, the pattern to get across. Yeah, so he gets in there, then gets the girl. But then and the guards came in. No, 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 they didn't come in. I got the girl back up in the vent and gave her to Q. And I think he put her in her his bag of holding. Yeah, I think he like stashed her, hit her away. In his yeah, under his backpack in a cloak. 
and snuck her out of the castle. He got let out and, or he broke out. Once I started making noise by pounding on the yeah. back side of the door, I was like, Main hey, guard also escaped, so he was the only one left in the building. Yes. And so I was like, guards, let me out. I got stuck in here. And they're like, why are you here? I was like, I just, just let me out. And they opened the door and there's about 20 guards. I'm like, eh? Oh. Kick the door shut. <laughs> do the code to get across. And then there's 15 guards in this room trying to figure out this code they don't know. And I was just like, hmm. Watch this. So I hit the button. Big world that would, if you hit the wrong buttons, they would get blown back to the beginning. And so I hit it. All the guards get knocked over. Jump over, make the deck save, run through the cellar, break all the wine case keg tops, and let the place on fire. Yeah. And the manor started to slowly burn. It was awesome. And on the way out, he was confused if he saw the door, or was it just the wine fuse confusing his mind? Is that the exit door? Nora was just standing. There was just an illusion after there. And after a small heart attack, I was like, oh, there's fumes going through her brain. I run out the front door. <laughs> yeah. Nobody remembered that it was me. And I got out of there. Yeah. Clean with what and got the little girl. Yep. We got the ring back and we figured yeah. out that the ambassador is coming in that day. Yes, yeah, so we got a couple extra little uh, items. There is one. I got a scroll of magic. Teleportation. Yeah, teleportation. I also got a box that held the silver sword that was yes, the yours. Silver sword that we haven't used yet. We haven't found it. Or no, you have. Yes. But you got the box when there was something that happened after. And well yeah, there yeah, Duger touched it and got yeah, a got a whole flashback vision. vision of like this century of history of this sword and box and he's like, What are we making? And then we figured out that there was gonna be a ball. No. After that, uh yeah, the ambassador the ambassador shows up, so we try to slow him down. Yes. So I take the ship to try to cut him off, but Venora knows too well. Yeah, Flynn's by himself, by the way, while everyone else is waiting on the shoreline. He's uh, like, oh, I'll go on the ship and stop him. Not, not our smartest uh, game plan. Ding nuts, again. I'm like, hey, <laughs> you guys stay on the shore and look out for her if she's there. I'll take the ship and see if she might take a ship or something, and then we'll cover our bases, right? Yep. Wrong. And then Flynn makes his way to the ambassador, tells, tries to did some magic sending messages and told him to go to a different spot. And as I pulled up closer to talk. Lo and behold, Venora sneaks out from the hold of my ship. Yep. Snipes the guy, jumps off the ship and flies away on a dragon. And as the ambassador got sniped, he was falling off the ship. And then you vortex him? Yeah. So I had to pick either pick him up and save him or chase after Venora. So I, I saved him even though he got shot and died. Yeah. And then he didn't die. Hooray! He was wearing armor that. And anti poison stuff. Anti poison armor. And then they're like, okay, well, that was cool. You want to talk on the shore now? We're like, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, on episode session eight, we didn't say what sessions we were on, we just kept going. But that was session eight. Yes. Um, and now we're on session nine, where the ambassador is like, I was expecting her to, you know, get me on the shore. I'm like, well, that's my fault. I kind of. Was predictable. And then we get him on the shore and he kind of was like, yeah, I kind of know about everything already and uh, we're going to go storm the castle now. Okay, we'll help you. And there was a little uh, ball for the entrance of 
the, the visitation of the ambassador. And so like, we gotta get ready for this. We, we also took a little bit of time. <laughs> That's right, we got suits. Yeah, we got suits, we got dressed up for it. We also took some time to figure out Lenora's plan, yeah. which we figured out was she was trying to destabilize um, not just the island, but like the country in itself. Exactly. Because Mr. B, which we found out is the ambassador, which the ring also belongs to, so all of that came round. Yep. He hires um, Sylph to go find treasures and all this stuff. So if she, if he's framed for this, well connected to Sylph, then it's bad on him and it causes the whole destabilization. And so that was kind of like the plan. Uh, something like that. And then, so we're going to this ball. We listen. We're just kind of hanging out while Mr. B is like partying up like an animal. Straight animal. Straight bachelor man. He's standing on tables doing like shows of magic, magic and stuff. Tricks. And like, Mr. B, Absolutely. you are about to be assassinated. Why are you like this? Well, he was just having a grand old time. And he then, didn't care that it was his last day. And then. Then it got spicy. Then it got heated. Because he had a conversation with the lady mayor about something. It was like, oh, oh yeah. He had a conversation with her about the law and things. It was like, um, <laughs> hello? And he kind of figured out, yeah, you're kind of corrupt and you're working for Denora. And she's like, yeah, well, we're going to kill you now. But right as that was going on, uh, Bernie Whisperer and Flynn, where Flynn is just dancing, and Venora shows up and is dancing with uh, Flynn. And I'm just standing there and I see Flynn talking or dancing with this chick. It's like, okay, cool. And then he. Then I send a, like an SOS yeah. with um, my lights. I'm like, hey, pay attention to me. And he could see in my face that I was not having fun. He's like, this is it. I was like, this is Venora. This is her. I forgot how I figured it out. I was like, that's Venora. And I was like, I kind of gave him the nod and I started walking kind of closer. So I start bringing our dance conversation towards Burning Whisper. Um, I, I belittled her as much as I could. It was could. so awesome. There was a <laughs> mental battle and she lost every single time. Every single time. Like, hey, let's go this way. I led her towards Burning Whisper. I told her that we really don't care about this little cat and mouse game. <laughs> that she's just trying to be like Gabriel and that, you know, it's better to be your own woman, right? And she's like, no, I want to be like Gabriel. But we just destroyed her. And I spin her to Burning Whisper. I caught her all right. And I held on tight. Oh, yeah. And then, her. and then Flynn released the trap. And then, poof, we had a wall of water around us. I had her grappled. Eli was on the back for advantage. And then all hell broke loose. And Q and Skeevy and Duber <laughs> just start fighting all the guards in the back with the against the mayor. Yeah, they were fighting all of these guards and they were getting hammered. They were getting attacked and damaged. Mr. Bean was getting beat up and all the civilians ran out, by the way. Yeah, they were all out. And then it was just me, Burning Whisper, and Venora in there. She couldn't go anywhere. She tries to escape his grapple. I make it so she couldn't. And I, then we just pounded her. I use one hand to hold her and then the other hand I just start slashing <laughs> with her. Just stabbing her. <laughs> And that happened for like three rounds? It was like three to four rounds. Three to four happened. rounds until Eli's like, okay, I need to help the other guys. So he teleported. <laughs> I teleported Mr. B. Mr. B as the, the advantage holder for me. <laughs> and she figures out, oh, I could just walk through the water wall. And then she tries to escape. And I was just like, no, no, no. Oh, uh, you ain't running nowhere. And I, as an opportunity attack, I just sliced her leg off. <laughs> it breaks, which breaks the concentration that she had yep. on the Lady Mayor. So yep. Lady Mayor is now, oh, 
I was being mind controlled. Yeah. So the fight stops right after we beat her. Um, and she's like, I'm so sorry for everything that's happened. Um, Hugh Skeevy puts the leg back on Venora. Yeah, Venora was passed out and Hugh yelled at me. Yeah. He tried to he tried to hit me twice. He hit me once. Yeah. I allowed it and I just stormed out of there because I really wanted to kill Venora. Venora. And then he saved her leg, I guess. He, he, he like, tried to save her leg, but they just like stabilized her and they gave her an amputated. Or, uh, so or Mr. B pulled out this this like uh, prosthetic limb. It wasn't a prosthetic limb. It was like this wrap that hopefully like men put her yeah. back on. So she still has a leg. And then, and then they healed her. Just HP points, and she woke up and uh, interrogated her. Q interrogated bit. her a little bit, and she's weird. He tried to kind of like correct her and give her a second chance. Flynn um, went to go find Burning Whisper after the whole thing. Like, hey, yeah, we wanted to get. <laughs> He's like, hey, look, cool. You cut her leg off and everything. I'll talk to you about that later. But like, hey, you're still needed. Like, come back up here. Things aren't done yet. I couldn't find Brain Whisper. Yeah, I, I went into that little bush from the beginning. I hid in Sylph. And then... Sylph's, like, adoptive sister came out and talked to you. It's like, you're yeah. here in my eyes. I was like, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> it was all sad. <laughs> it was very sad. It was so sad. <laughs> and then, and then, I believe that's where we left off. Yeah, that right about there. We figured, we stopped Venora. We did all that stuff. You're like, okay, Mr. B has some more information for us. Yes. Um, and we said, you know, we're tired, we're bloody, we're beaten. So we just needed time to heal and it to was, rest. It was two days of constant running around. We used all of our spell slots, all of our features, all of our traits, all of our but evidence. But then we didn't. It was worth it. Because David wanted her to be a reoccurring villain. I was like, oh, we no, we no, no, baby. <laughs> no. I was so happy about that. So we're, we gotta figure out what's gonna happen to Venora. We gotta figure out what's going on with Mr. B. And we gotta figure out what's going on with our characters, because there's some growth coming up, I think. Man, Burning Whisper has kind of lost with Q and kind of gained some trust in Flynn, and Duger's just Duger. Like. <laughs> Flynn's trying to build a relation with Burning Whisper, but he also is questioning the others or what to do next. So. Yeah. Yeah, tune in for the next episode that will be coming out here shortly. Um, so yeah, listen to this recap so you can catch right back up and get back on the train. But thanks for listening to this um, short little episode here. Yes, sir. And we will see you guys later. Bye. Bye.